0: Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into to another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday. My name is J.J. Jackson. Thank you so much. For making Lockdown Blue Devils your first watch and first listen each and every day. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you'll be able to listen to the show each and every day as soon as it's posted. Also, watch us on YouTube, subscribe on the YouTube platform as well. Your support means the absolute world. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the class of 2018 recruiting for Duke Men's basketball in another special edition of the Recruiting Look Back with our good pal Jason Jordan from Sports Illustrated and Locked On's Recruiting Insider. And as always, when we have these conversations, I need to make sure that we thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, as we get going here on today's show, let me welcome in my good pal, Jason Jordan, to talk about the class of 2018. We keep getting closer to modern day here, Jason, but it's been a whole lot of fun to talk about these great recruiting classes for uh, Mike Krzyzewski and the Duke Blue Devils.
1: Oh, yeah, bringing up a lot of memories, a lot of conversations, and you know, a lot of big moments, so that's always fun.
0: Well, we've got a big one today. We've got the class of 2018, a class that features the likes of R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Zion Williamson, Trey Jones, and Joey Baker. When you think of the class of 2018 in uh, Duke basketball recruiting-wise, how do you summarize it?
1: Uh, I mean, a lot of NBA talent. That's the biggest thing. You know, we knew that back then. Um, And so everybody was wowed by that because we knew that Cam, Zion, and – and RJ were, you know, at the, you know, lottery picks, you know, everybody project, you know, they were projected to be lottery picks. And obviously, um, you know, that came to fruition uh, with uh, RJ. And I think Cam was a lottery pick. He too, was, right? yep. Yeah. So that came to fruition with those three, um, you know, people felt like Trey would stay multiple years. Um, but, you know, he's obviously he's gone on to do pretty well too. But, um, yeah, it was just uh, a lot of people were like, man, that's just so much NBA talent. And, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, how are the shots? Are there enough shots to go around? I just remember that being kind of the big, you know, people were wowed by that, you know, one and two in the class. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, no, I I, thinking back on how this class came together, I can't wait to get all of the great stories from you uh, in terms of how in the world did Duke pull this off? How did they Mm -hmm. get all these guys to play together, and to want to play for the Brotherhood uh, and for Duke University. So looking back, I've got the info right in front of me, and I'm just going to put you on the spot here, Jason, to see how good memory serves. Of those four players, right, RJ, Cam, Zion, and Trey, the order in which they committed was what?
1: Oh, man. Okay. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Trey was first. Okay. I think it was Trey – um, Cam RJ and Zion,
0: that's what I would have thought. But Cam Reddish topped Trey Jones. Cam Reddish went on oh, September 1st Frank? of 2017 and Trey did committed you? uh in October of 2017. Uh, I thought I thought Trey
1: was in August,
0: yeah. From where I, I granted, I uh where I saw their commitment dates, I saw Cam listed September 1. Uh, Trey October thirteenth, and then RJ in November, and Zion there in January.
1: Huh.
0: Interesting. I think that's wrong. I, I'm going to trust you. Okay. <laughs> I, I looked I think, at the I think internet. Trey was in I, August. I went to their recruiting profiles on 24/7 Sports. I'll shout them out. And oh, I looked yeah. at their committed days. And it, yeah. And, uh, I think, I think look, Trey
1: was in August. Right. Okay.
0: And Trey's Tyus's brother. We knew this one was kind of <laughs> coming at some point. So tell me about yeah. Trey Jones. Then we'll start with him because that's yeah. who you had first in your timeline.
1: Yeah, very similar um, to Tyus, just did a lot of um, things. You know, he did everything really well. True point guard. I mean, he was who you saw at Duke. Like, he was that in high school. He probably scored a little more. um, But he was a facilitator extraordinaire, very smart, defensive, you know, locked the other guard down 94 feet, um, but just super heady. Always. You know, that was the thing that kind of separated him from the pack in that class. And – you know, we just we were talking about how yeah, talk to Debbie, like how do you keep breeding these these superstar point guard? What are you doing? What are you doing? So um Debbie's Trey's mom for yep. people that don't you know. So um yeah, it was um it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to Duke though. I mean, I think you know, he flirted with some other stuff. I mean but I mean, I I got a story that, you know, when Duke went to for the in-home visit he had Duke stuff up in the room so it's kind of like you know <laughs> I won't tell you who told me that story but I yeah that that definitely happened and I that's
0: fair. I mean your brother plays for Duke just a yeah, few yeah, seasons yeah. prior yeah. to that like in a lot of ways I think that was almost um expected I like what you said a foregone conclusion but yeah. every player wants to have the red carpet rolled out for them mm-hmm. to a certain degree and that sort of thing yeah. but ultimately at the end of the day it was kind of bound to determine that Trey Jones would be a Duke Blue Devil, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there was much suspense on that one. Um, but big pickup because, um, you know, to get that that facilitator in that kind of class, you know, that was monumental. Uh, big pickup for sure.
0: Yeah. And what about the career Trey Jones had? I mean, played his first season there with this stud and, and started all year for the Duke Blue Devils as a freshman and then decides to come back for a sophomore season, was outstanding as a sophomore for the Blue Devils, really brought along the freshman and Vernon Carey and Tasha Stanley and Wendell and Matthew Hurt and that whole bunch, um, and goes on to win ACC Player of the Year and ACC Defensive Player of the Year in his sophomore season. That's insane that he was able to do that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he just – and that's the thing. Like, that's the um, mark of a great player, you know, if you continue to level up. And you see um, how he just progressively got better um, because he puts a lot of work in like he he works very hard. It's not like I think he would even say it's he would. I mean, I think the IQ was probably God given, but he works it tremendously hard. And, you know, I think even in that scene, and then he asked himself in uh, Duke he was a Duke legend for the, I remember I talked to him about missing the shot at the free throw line and getting his own rebound and, you know, making the shot um, in that game. And, you know, I said, if I gave you five more times to miss the shot and track the rebound down, like how many, he said, he felt like he could do it. Like he practices stuff like that. (laughs) So I do, I believe that, you know, uh, you know, he's a high IQ guy, potentially. I mean, if anybody could do it, I would say, that kind of player. So. Yeah,
0: that shot is going to be one we'll remember forever, of course. That's yeah. only to force overtime, right? And yeah. then there's yeah. an attempt at the end to win it Yeah, uh, that comes up a little Wendell bit Moore. short. And thankfully, Wendell Moore's in the right yeah. place at the right time and able to lay it back in for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Trey yeah. Jones, the lead guard for Duke in that class of 2018. Let's go on to Cam Reddish, and we'll talk about Cam right after this quick timeout here on Locked Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils today is brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks has cut prices 50% site-wide to make the gift-giving hero that you always wanted to be. The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks have put together a delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide Plus, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get an additional 40% off your order. Don't wait. Order today and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code On at checkout. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Jason Jordan, Locked On's Recruiting Insider here. Our conversation's brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. So uh, what about Cam Reddish? Cam fam, uh, as was very popular back in his uh, recruiting days, uh, do you remember?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Cam was a superstar. I mean, 6'7", 7'1", seven, seven, wingspan, played all five positions, but just his ability to, I mean, no, come as no surprise that the biggest thing that stood out was his ability to stretch the defense and knock down shots. I mean, that's what's keeping him in the league now. That's what's made his name. And yep. um, I would say that Cam, Cam was more of a, he's very quiet though. You know, he wasn't a big personality. Uh, he just was a, you know, a quiet guy who didn't like a lot of attention. Um, but, you know, he had a big game, so he got a lot of attention. And so um, I remember it was touchy, like he it was like I said, uh, Trey was a foregone conclusion. He was going to Duke. It was not the case with Cam. Um, you know that came down to the wire, if I remember correctly, because he built a strong uh, relationship with Kalipari because he played for him for Team USA when Kalapari was coaching the U19s uh, that summer, and um, they uh, they were a strong contender for for Cam Reddish and a lot of people thought that he was gonna go there. But, um, you know, I think in the end, um, you know, he he was just enamored with Duke on, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Said he loved everything about him, you know, loved the brotherhood. Um, and yeah, I think they really sold him on being, you know, that featured wing uh, on the perimeter, which you know is always a dominant position in Durham. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely, they they pulled it off, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, the old Duke Kentucky battle that was, <laughs> and, you know, that was certainly the case for another one in that same class.
0: Yeah, we we've seen a million Duke and Kentucky yeah. battles, and I think we're probably going to see a million more in in the coming years and that no. sort of thing, given where these uh basketball programs are and that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Cam and Trey, two commitments in the class, and Duke's not done in the class of 2018. All right, I've got in November again, in November of 2017 is about the time that R.J. Barrett announced his intentions to play basketball for yeah. Duke. Tell me about uh, R.J.
1: R.J. is different. Um, so R.J. kept a blog for me, R.J. and Zion that year. So I, I was those were your bloggers.
0: There we go. Yeah, those yep.
1: were my bloggers that year. Um, So I talked to you know talked to him a lot, talked to his dad a lot, and people forget you know it was July. I remember he announced it in his blog that he was reclassifying because remember RJ was 2019. Okay. Um, So the after the summer he we put it out that he was coming to 18. So um, he eventually he took over the number one spot immediately Um, in 2018. Took it from Zion and. You know, RJ, where I said Cam was kind of, you know, the laid back guy. RJ was the guy who was built for stardom, you know? <laughs> like he was very very um media savvy, very um very uh you know, he had a lot of personality. Outgoing, very yeah. Outgoing, but very much um you know, calculated in responses. He knew what to say. Um, he knew what not to say. And he was very they he took a very business like approach to recruiting and recruiting news and stuff like that. So um they had a plan. And um, you know, he was one I always reference him because, you know, he was one of those guys, and I respect this. You know, in the summer, there's a tournament every weekend. He played for um Play Canada in the EYBL. He was dominant. I mean, he. I think he led the EYBL score scoring. You know, he literally dominated EYBL. But he would only play EYBL. Like, he wasn't playing in no runoff tournaments. Like, <laughs> he would play this weekend. Okay, and then we got this in Vegas. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to work out. Oh, then we got this in, in this month. No, not doing that. I'm going to work out. If he wasn't playing EYBL, he was working out. He was doing two-a-days. And um they were adamant about that. You know, like, they were not going to overwork him. He would... You know, do the EYBL Peach Jam obligations, but then, you know, he was out. But they didn't win a lot. You played and win a lot. Um, they they didn't have a great EYBL season like that. I'm not sure they made Peach Jam that year. If I'm being, if not, and I think about it. But um, you know, he was dominant. He was very dominant. He cooked everybody in the EYBL. Um, and then he reclassified. And I remember Kentucky. Yeah that that was a that was a they were very very um very much a contender for rj but again in the end you know k k is k and he pulled that off and um you know history history was made
0: no doubt and so they get rj to join the class now there are three people involved and there's one player left to go of course his name is zion williamson he needs no introduction (laughs) but we'll start to introduce you to a young zion after our final timeout here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is absolutely amazing. It helps me get my day started each and every day. 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and only 130 calories. All the amazing flavors that they've got coming out are outstanding, including cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, you name it. There are so many amazing and awesome flavors of Built Bar available for you. If you go to built.com, you can get 15% off your order right now by using the code LockedOn15. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-15. Locked on 15 is the promo code to use to get 15% off at built.com. Built, you gotta try this. Found a few moments here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. JJ Jackson, alongside my buddy Jason Jordan, Locked On's recruiting insider, and of course, you can read his work with Sports Illustrated, and he's on Twitter at Jason Jordan. So uh, Zion is the last guy in the recruiting class playing at Spartanburg Day. Uh, tell me your your earliest sort of memories of Zion, Jason.
1: Yeah, so I remember. Okay, I always tell this story. I was at the Chick Fil A Classic. Um, was this his junior year? I think after his junior year. Okay. I rem I remember when Zion. I remember when Zion played for Game Elite. Um, before his dad got the team, His stepdad got the team. I don't know how he got his own team, but <laughs> uh, um, maybe his son was good. But uh, he played for Game Elite, and he it was. I remember, it was like yeah that Zion Zion Williams is pretty good, you know. Like he plays for Game Elite, and then there's this other guard, and this. I think it was something uh, the Perry kid played, but, but they were about on the, you know, it was like Zion's pretty good. Right. But it wasn't, it wasn't like Zion I and mean, it wasn't that. So I remember it was, I remember it was a Spartanburg, South Carolina and he had a good game. He had like 15 points, got a lot of putbacks and stuff like that. He was just a workhorse, but I remember talking to him after, and nobody else was there. It was, you know, just talking to him after. He was like, yeah, you know, I think I heard from South Carolina and Clemson, you know, uh, I just want to get more offers that like this Zion. Williams, yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's good. Not that I didn't discover him. Everybody knew all about him. I ain't saying that. I hate when people say that. Right. So um, but it, he certainly was not standing room only Zion. No, no autograph seekers. So I remember that like this is sophomore year. So but I remember the difference It was uh, going into his senior year, Chick-fil-A Classic, December of his senior year. So it was like the first tournament he probably played in in the senior year. And he was still a Spartanburg uh, day, um, which is there where he's from. And I remember walking in, uh, me and my dad. My dad was at the tournament with me. And um, it was was like the line was – I mean, this is – Three hours before they open the door. I'm not, Zion doesn't play till nine. The first game started at five. So this is, I'm going to say two hours before they open the door. I was getting there, I thought I was getting there early. And there are 600 people. They had already started letting people in, it was already packed. There are like six, and I'm probably lowballing the 600 people in line that were never going to get in. They were never, there's this, you're not getting in. Like, and I don't know, you know, so but they let it, you know, they let media in through a different way. I was like, man, I remember pulling up, and my dad was like, oh, Is there a state championship game or something? I was like, Maybe they, oh, these people scheduled two things at the same time, but they were really here just for Zion. And so I remember that night, he had 53 points. I still remember it. He had 53 points in this game. I mean, it was in, it was insane. Like, it, I, you can, I, I still have clips on my Twitter, like. Of his dunks and stuff like that, it was just crazy. That's um, awesome. So I remember after that, I I did this this huge, the big story, the story on Zion, like the background. So I spent, I spent like a couple days with him uh, there. I, you know, I didn't even go to the tournament. I was just where there with him, and his mom, and his stepdad and his brother, and um just great, unassuming. You could tell that he he wasn't, he hadn't gotten to. Uh, superstar um he hadn't gotten to the superstar level mentally um but you knew it was coming I mean you know um he had to be like walked out the back of the gym that kind of stuff. So he was like a rock star personality wise still quiet, goofy you know um very nice always smiling. Um, didn't like a lot of attention, but understood his position. So, um, he would give the people what they wanted. Like he didn't like to do those pregame w- layup line dunks, but he would do them because he knew they wanted <laughs> to see him. This is from his mouth. Uh, so, yeah. um, you know, um, uh, but he was big, man. He was, he was primetime. He was primetime TV, well worth the price of admission. And, um. Yeah, it just – it kept going. It just kept – every time you thought it couldn't get bigger, then he goes on uh, the Kentucky visit, Drake's there. Drake starts following him. Drake wears a Spartanburg Day jersey. Still want to figure out how he got that jersey. (laughs) But, um, you know, Drake, obviously, aside of Kentucky, he goes to the Midnight Madness, the Big Blue Madness thing. I remember he blogged about it, and he was like, yeah, yeah, Drake was there. But, you know, NCAA rules, so I couldn't meet him. I was like – now, you know, you met Drake. Now, it out. I'll turn the recorder off. But, but I, mean, right. I, I know you met Drake. Now, I know you didn't leave there, but I mean, Drake, that's your man. Sorry, you know, that was a big thing. Drake's following Zion on Instagram. So it, I mean, it was like a, it was a cultural thing. Uh, Zion was like, that's what made him, I would say. Maybe the biggest, just because I say, I remember we talked about Austin and those guys and they were rock stars. And I, if, if Social media was what it was back then. They would have been rockstar, right? But you know, Drake's you know, Instagram at, at the height of Instagram, Drake's file. Follow, Drake follows. Yeah, you him, can't you know, top right? that. But, yeah, you couldn't top that. And he was the first one to, you know, kind of get those things. And I think Drake followed RJ after, and he's from Canada. <laughs> you know, so, so um, yeah, um, I remember him going on those visits, but um, you know, ultimately, it, it came that, but. You know, I mean, we can get into that. But yeah, I know he was wowed by the Duke visit. And at the time, they had everybody in. They had all the recruits in his ear by this time. And, yeah. you know, team up with me. Uh, come on, you got to come with us. And RJ is in his ear. RJ is like the be- the best to be in somebody's ear. Because he comes off, like, RJ comes off like Kobe. Like, I'm the best. I'm better than everybody. Uh, in a good way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, he, you know, off the court like that. But on the court, he's very much, very confident and so he was always coming for Zion. He wanted to play with Zion. He wanted to play with Zion. Um and but the the real formidable opponent was in his backyard. And that was Clemson. Sure. And uh everybody has heard, you know, I don't know to the degree that people, but um I think everybody on the planet thought it was Clemson um until he said duke right (laughs) everybody but a couple i mean i know a couple people that and i'm talking coaches that knew um but nobody else knew clemson didn't know clemson thought it was clemson right Know that for a fact and then he heads to duke Pretty awesome, he, had, he said. The brotherhood. You, you think and,
0: it's is it? So was it the players? Was it the connection with RJ and Cam and Trey? You think that ultimately won him over, or what do you think it was?
1: Yeah, I think it was all encompassing. I, I, he was very close to uh, Capel. Um, right? Very close to Capel. and I can tell you that Capel was wee hours of the morning working that phone. Like it, that you got You'd have to give that credit to Jeff Capo. Um that land, that one, that's Jeff. I mean a lot of them are Jeff Cable. Don't get it twisted. Right. But that one, because this a big <laughs> one? That's yeah, you gotta give that nod to Jeff Capel. Um, and I <laughs> I remember um Je- what did he say? It was like uh Jay the Jay Z line uh more than a relief picture on the closer uh on the JZ remix mm-hmm. text Tech- cable text me that a lot <laughs> more than three pitcher on the closer um and this was before he sent it like two minutes because he knew i was about to put you know get stuff ready and i was like he sent it like two minutes before that that quote right i was like wow what is what right and then <laughs> then he he uh he um said duke and then Cable just sent like the wink emoji. Yeah. <laughs> he got another one. The brother he did. got another he did, one. Man. I'm awesome. telling you, man, that gym was like what you know, right? Uh, but yeah, Clemson thought they. Clemson thought it was done. Clemson so thought it was done.
0: The guys come together, and you know, we didn't see it this year, but a couple of seasons, you'll yeah. see the Champions Classic be the very first game of the season. Like this is your introduction to college basketball. Duke, Kansas, Michigan State, Kentucky, all taking the hardwood. And this was yeah. a year in which Duke and Kentucky were paired up and they debut by scoring over 115 points and an absolute beatdown of that Kentucky. Beat down. What a game that was to remember their debut of college basketball.
1: Yeah, man. I remember that. Everything was clicking for them. It was it was literally like um like Team USA playing against yeah. <laughs> like Argentina or something like it. They were just—I mean, they were doing anything they wanted. They were out there hot dogging a little bit, you know, like highlights galore, having fun, laughing. It looked like they—it looked like Kentucky didn't deserve to be on the court with them. <laughs> right. They really like dog walked them off the court. It was right. they smacked them, and um, I think they just can Kentucky just could not handle that. They couldn't—they—they they caught that that blow, and they just were standing eight count the rest of the game. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Unbelievable memory for them to come onto the scene. We've got a couple of other great games throughout that year, obviously, that come to mind with uh, Duke winning the ACC tournament. You've got the game in Louisville with the massive comeback, uh, R.J. Barrett with the bounce pass between his Mm -hmm. legs, Cam Reddish behind him for the big three to tie it up. Uh, You've got uh, so many just big-time – Cam Reddish's game winner at Florida State uh, comes to mind. And then the whole Zion Williamson experience that entire season was something else.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, you know, they, 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 I would say surpassed the hype, you know, um, well, you can't surpass it if you don't win. So let me not do that. But as far as what the show they were going to put on, they put right, on, the show. Right. they put on the show. Zion did everything. We thought he'd do and more that, you know, I, I wondered if he'd get the 360, if he get the 360 windmill, in a game, he did. You know, um, it was, it was, I've never heard Cameron that loud um, ever, you know, ever. And I'm talking even back to the Jay Will days. I remember Jay Will said the court moves, that's how loud it is. And now nah, it was louder with, with Ryan <laughs> and them. I'm, yeah, he would probably say the same thing. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was must see TV. And uh, I think everybody saw it.
0: A class that we're going to remember forever and highlights that you're going to be able to watch forever because they're mm-hmm. that amazing and what a class it was coming together and up making awesome things happen. Jason, it's been so much fun tonight being able to chat with you and kind of recap the class of 2018 for Duke Men's Basketball. Thanks for stopping by and doing this.
1: Always, man. I always look forward to the next one.
0: And that's our good pal Jason Jordan joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. And that's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.